Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 6 of the Tech Talks podcast. I'm Harry and with me as always is Jivan. Hello. And in this episode we'll be covering Apple's keynote from last night where they announced new iterations of the Apple Watch, iPhone and the full details of the Arcade and TV Plus services they announced back in March, which we talked about in our last episode. So to start us off, we have the Apple TV uh, that's been announced and to, to be priced at $4.99. Uh, you have a bunch of Apple TV exclusives that are coming out um, later in, I think it's I think it's coming out, uh, well, they're starting release on uh, November 1st uh, with a bunch of new shows. You've got the Good Morning Show, which hosts uh, Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, and uh, Reese Witherspoon. Um, I did not catch that detail when we watched it last night really I completely they, that. well no I don't well, I, I joined you late didn't I so I guess I yeah yeah you, you came in that. just after the Around Apple Arcade the... stuff which wasn't really that interesting <laughs> um, I but, heard some uh, stuff about Frogger on Twitter yeah <laughs> that was about it and um, uh, what was the price for that uh, 4 99 as well yeah um Yes, it's quite it's quite nice that uh, Apple TV is going to be priced at four ninety nine because I think they're really and similar to Netflix. It's a uh, family plan. Yeah, they didn't say how many users maximum. Well, no. So the family plan for Apple is uh, up to six people. Six people. Uh, okay. So you have uh, six accounts that you can sign up with, um, and it'll be five dollars a month for all of them combined. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so uh, yeah, there'll be there'll be they they've said that there's going to be a bunch of new uh, exclusive originals coming every month. Uh, you've also got uh, when it gets released on November first, you've got Dickinson, um, which is about this uh, girl that like is a passionate writer and she's a bit different to uh, quite a few people uh, that she hangs around with, sort of thing. And this is based in like. <sighs> like the 1800s um it's got this sort of modern twist to it um so that that looks quite interesting and you also have got um uh the tv show with jason momoa in it called c uh c is uh, s-e-e yeah not s-e-a as in yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is what i was thinking when we were watching it originally and then they uh brought up the title card yeah yeah i was watching a video today uh this guy that i follow on a youtube uh i've been following for God, 13 years or something now. Uh, his name's David David DeFranco, and he uh, he he Does did he feel a Philip re- DeFranco's bro- brother. No, <laughs> I think you've asked me this before. Have I? Uh, yeah, you have, and it's probably in a different podcast. Oh, I'm God. pretty sure. Um, but uh, no, he did a uh, you know an Apple uh, event recap from last night, and. Uh, he was talking a little bit about C and he just kept making all these puns going like, oh, you need to watch it. Um, it's a really great watch and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I won't get in that, into that anyway. But uh, yeah, like it's it, it, going back to the price, it's really cool. Like 4 99 everyone thought it's going to be like 10 pounds. What, um, have they said UK pricing? Oh uh, yeah, that, that, that so I went on the website, it's going to be 4 99 still. Uh, yeah, so like yeah. everything that... Compare that to um, Netflix? Uh, so Netflix, uh, it's starts at ten pounds a month, doesn't it? With their basic no, plan. no, oh, I'm no. Not sure the um, they recently did a price increase. I think it's uh, eight and oh, seven ninety nine a month or six ninety nine a month. Um, so either they need to lower down their prices because like you got people like Disney that's coming out at six ninety nine as well. Right. And you know, obviously, comparing that to Apple. I mean, the issue I have with like with the Disney, what is it, Disney Plus? It's called. Yeah and the you know HBO Now and all that it's like yeah. well, they only offer their program so like mm. the, the range is not 
that great. You end you end up in the as as a lot of people have been saying, you end up sort of back where we were to begin with. Yeah, we kind of talked about this in a previous yeah, episode yeah. where it's it's like you know you're paying for all your cable, your cable or satellite TV. Yeah, uh, you're paying like one provider like Sky or BT yeah, or whoever much, it is a big package for all these channels yeah. but now you're just paying like what three or four pounds a month but to all of the channels individually and it, it adds up here's the thing because like because Disney owns so many uh, other providers uh, like Fox and uh, Marvel and Lucasfilms um, a lot of that's going to be taken away from you know streaming services like as of the likes of Netflix and HBO yeah. so like uh, yeah as you said we're going to go into that Back in that age of like having all these subscription channels again, um, right. and I think at the end of the day, if you're the type of person that just wants a bit of everything, then maybe I would suggest going with either HBO if you're in the states. I mean, I don't know if you get over here, but like you can, or just uh, Netflix or Apple well, TV for just uh, a bit mix of everything. Because I feel like with Apple, uh, uh, Disney, it's sort of like. Uh, their main focus is, is their own stuff, really. Mm. Um, I think they'll slowly out uh, release uh, all the Fox stuff and all the Marvel stuff and all the the um, ESPN, ESPN stuff as well later down the line. Yeah. But when it soon comes to release, they've got like a bunch of like uh, they've got Lady in the Tramp, which is the um, this one's going to be uh, exclusive for Apple uh, for Dis- I keep saying Apple TV the Disney uh, Plus service um, and that's going to be um, the live action version um, and you've got the oh, yeah, Mandalorian the live action remake so I yeah. forgot they were doing a lady in the yeah they're still, they're still doing all that stuff oh. uh, you've got the Mandalorian which is the Star Wars yeah. uh, TV show you know they've got some really big stuff WandaVision uh, f- MCU what's that? Uh, you know the one division, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. this recently. It's a great name. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh god. Yeah. So, like, my question is: is like, is Apple scared of Disney, and is Netflix scared of Disney too? Like, I think like Disney is just sort of smacked in the middle, and and they're just they own so much now. Whereas with Apple, they can pretty much like price what they want because it's all their sort of content. You know, um, they're not buying from anyone else. So, yeah, I mean, sure, they're buying. They're, they're purchasing from writers, but they're not, you know, conglomerate sort of companies. Um, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a new sort of thing where it's like Netflix has their exclusives. Netflix isn't, it wasn't an established media company before that. Yeah. Um, I guess in that respect, it feels uh, less... The word that comes to mind is sort of traitor or betrayal in the sense that all these pre-existing... Um, broadcasting companies mm. like Disney, like Fox. Mm. Um, it, it seems more like a cash grab when it's coming from them than it does from the likes of Netflix and Apple. Yeah. Um, just because Netflix and Apple and other similar companies are sort of emerging companies mm. when it comes to this kind of content. Um, I mean, Apple's always had iTunes, but they've never had any exclusive shows or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, th- before Apple TV Plus was released, they had uh, they had like a, a few shows. They had a uh, Planet of the Apps, uh, which oh, is yes. like you, yes. you know, like Planet of the Apes, but Planet of the Apps. They had uh, Gary V on there. Yeah, basically, it was just a bit like uh, Britain's Got Talent or X Factor, but you know, they had contestants come on showing basically it's a bit like Dragon's Den as well you know they're pitching about yeah, their app yeah. and they, they don't want to invest or not um, 
So that didn't really kick off, really. Um, not a lot of people liked that, but then they also had carpool karaoke. I watched the one episode with Gary Vee. Oh, really? yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I listened to his podcast and he'd obviously Who doesn't love it. Gary Vee? He's awesome. He's, he's pretty fun. Um, yeah, you mentioned it and I ended up finding yeah. out about it through that. And MKBHD, I think, was in an episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy uh, Matt Diavello, who's like a he's a he's a oh, I know Matt video, he's a Matt minimalist videographer. Yeah, like he's, I know him he's through, had him on a um, podcast as well. Uh, Thomas Frank, cool. Thomas Col- Frank, College Info yeah. Geek. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but then you yeah you got Carpool Karaoke, which is taken off. Um, you know, it's they've had uh, what's his name um, James Corden on, on the on the show, um, but I think he's he's left that now. He's starting to do his own. Uh, you know, uh, Friday night special or Saturday night special on TV. Right. Uh, so he's away from that now because he he did work with Apple for a bit because they were, they were doing ads and like with Apple Music and stuff um, a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, I uh, I feel like Apple uh, what they're doing right now um, is that they're they're focusing more on investing. Uh, on TV shows that can gain a wider audience and they're just like, they're investing more so on the quality than just trying to get a huge quantity out. I mean, we'll, we'll see about the actual quality of these shows when they come out. But yeah. I, I see what you mean where it's like kind of going down the exclusives route. It's, it's, mm. it's giving people a reason to join the platform rather yeah. than a competitor. It sounds Cause promising because you got... can't get the things they're offering anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. It sounds promising because like I, I'm excited to see what comes out within the next year because you've got like uh, Steven Spielberg on 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 the back bench you know he's doing his own stuff uh, then you've got um, Oprah as well which over in the States everyone you know I'm having flashbacks of that horrendous lineup of actors on the Showtime event back in March yeah yeah that that oh. was quite awkward yeah and you got that guy what's his name uh, he was in the, the Big Sick and he was in he's in um, uh, Silicon Valley oh um, I forget his name TJ Miller no no he's the controversial one oh, I can't remember Anyway. Anyways, yeah. With, with the with the them investing in uh, the contents of uh, the platform, you know, what shows they're, they're going to release and stuff. You know, I don't know about the movie sort of side of things. I don't think they've shown any uh, interest in providing any movies on their service. Mm. Um, I think they will do at some point. Um, and this is Apple TV I'm talking about here. Um but, uh, you know, at the moment, it looks like if, if some people like sci-fi, um, they may not like the sci-fi sort of shows that Apple was providing. They'll go with someone else if, if that's what they're uh, trying to get out. I mean, ultimately, um, it depends on the, the the writers and the creators and the directors that they're getting yeah, exactly. to do these shows. Um, it, I mean, I, no, just one, don't feel no like there's I don't think anyone would have expected the Duffer Brothers to yeah. come up with Stranger Things and yeah, to be yeah. a massive hit, right? Yeah, yeah. They were essentially unknown before that. Yeah. So maybe we'll see something like that happen. But... I just, I just don't feel like with Apple TV Plus, it's like they, yeah, they've got a diverse lineup, but at the same time, there's, I don't think there's enough of each genre. Enough variety. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at Disney, like they're, as I said, they're in their own companies, and so they're for two pounds more. Uh, I think it's a real winner here. Um, gotcha. But so uh, what they, what they did mention is if you uh, so you'll be able to 
uh, just like Netflix, you'd be if you'd be able to sign up for a month, a free month of Apple TV Plus, you can try it out. That's quite that's quite nice uh, to see. But also, if you buy one of the new Apple products, which we'll be talking about a bit later, um, like an iPad, a Mac, or an iPhone, you get every year free. Uh, which uh, does that include the Apple Watch as well? Uh, well, I know. They, I mean, well, they, if, well, that's the thing they didn't mention. Guess, that. Yeah, new product because the thing is obviously to get to use an Apple Watch, you need an iPhone. But yeah. Let's say I have an iPhone. You need something 10. to watch it on. Let's say I have an iPhone 10 and I buy an Apple Watch Series Five. Yeah. Which they just announced, and we'll talk about shortly. Yeah. Um, do I get the free year? No, I, no. They only said the uh, iPhone, Mac, and iPad just because they have right. screens. They have big screens. Well, you're not, you're not going to watch Apple no, TV. No, that's fair enough. I, I suppose, yeah. Because um, this is you can watch it on any iOS device. It's not like you need an Apple TV. Box but I mean, you do need it? an Apple Watch to. You do need an iPhone to have an Apple Watch. So, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice for them to go like, "Hey, is like if years free if you buy an Apple yes. Watch?" Yeah. Uh, so you can put it towards your iPhone or something. Yeah. But which is not the case so yeah let's move on to the iPad because uh, I thought that by, by the sounds of things when they were doing the keynote I thought they were just going to release a bunch but they only did one and that was the budget so they replaced the 6th gen with the 7th gen and this is like uh, you know going away from the iPad Air the iPad Mini and the iPad Pro they've just got so many different iPads this is like the budget one for students and just mm. for people that are this, this, this is the thing that they addressed they said um, people that buy the standard iPad, so yes. the sixth gen one, sixty um, percent uh, of uh, are the first time buyers of the iPad, and so they go for that model. Um, and so yeah, anyways, they they went with the yeah, so they now I've got a seventh gen, um, and not much has changed other than the display size. So they went from nine point seven inches to a ten point two-inch display um, and it comes with a pin connector so what that means is is that you can attach a keyboard to it without using uh, Bluetooth um, so that's quite nice um, but I so is this a, is this sort of going back to the old 30 pin iPod dot connector no 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 it's so well, it's, um... it's they've still got the lightning port <coughs> charging and yeah. etc right um, so this is sort of another interface on the bottom of the device so that when you yeah it's, it's on like the a, side though yeah, it's isn't on the it? side yeah because you say it's for use with keyboards yeah so it's like you dock your it's got like three pins at the bottom and you just sort of like kind of like how those windows surface tablets connect to those yeah keyboards magnetically yeah, exactly like that. is it mag- is are these keyboards going to be magnetic or? yeah they're going to be magnetic obviously you need cool. something that's like uh uh as a stand to hold it up yes it's, it's just three pins it's not going yeah. like the whole ipad um, even though the iPad only like weighs a pound, but still it's like it's a pound. It's yeah. not like. I wonder paper, if I wonder if we'll like, do anything along the lines of a smart cover keyboard, sort of a flexible keyboard. What do you if mean? That makes sense. Maybe that maybe that would be a horrible uh, ergonomics no, what do you problem mean by to that? solve. But what I'm okay. thinking is, yeah. so you've got the smart cover on your iPad now, and it's got yeah. the creases, yeah, so that you can use it as a stand on yeah. the iPad. But what if it... This probably just wouldn't work. It's just an idea that popped into my mind. What if you could have it and it's the keyboard like that so that it kind of... It's a cover and then you open the cover and it's... Oh, it's yeah, but then you just need to kick stand at the back. Yeah. Um, That's the only thing. Because hmm. what they do is sort of like they... It's like that. So it's sort of like they have that bit of leverage um, at the back for it to hold up. Right. So just like the t- kick stand. Um... 
but uh, yeah, they're just not light enough. There's one company called Bridge that do it sort of differently. So it's a Bluetooth keyboard, but it's a bit like the uh, people say it's like uh, a nice MacBook uh, alternative, just because you got sort of like this Mac. It's in the style of like a. It's got this unibody style, which is like a Mac, but at the same time, it's got this full-size keyboard, and it's um, it literally just looks like a Mac. But then you have these like uh, sort of slots where you put the uh, iPad, into, iPad place. into place, and it's no, it's no connector. It's just like these rubber feet. Oh right, because it's a Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah, and it but just it, holds it, it up, so you don't need no kickstand. So it's like a little slot to slot the iPad into. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. It's quite nice. That seems pretty cool. Uh, it's like, and plus, like when you condense it down, so when you like fold it, it's, mm. it's like just having another iPad on top. Uh, so it's it's kind of thick. So it covers the screen. It, it does yeah, kind of collapse cover, yeah, like a laptop. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's quite nice. Anyway, it's back to the iPad. <laughs> um, so, oh, and. Just to yeah. ask, so this 6th gen iPad is the only new device they're releasing. The pre-existing iPad mini, iPad Pro, they're not changing? They're not changing. They're not changing. Uh, they did release some a couple months ago, but like they were just minor updates. Um, just with the CPUs and that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the iPad. Um, now, what, what I'm going to say now is like uh, I advise if you're in the market for a new iPad and you're just trying to get into it, yeah, go for the the uh the just the ipad lineup i'm not talking about the ipad mini the ipad air or the standard ipad 6 yeah generation. just the standard ones right uh well the news well you've got the seventh generation now but oh the new one's the seventh gen yeah oh, i thought you said the new one's the sixth gen no no but i can um, never keep up with the numbers yeah it's like the iphone 11 is really the 16th 17th generation iphone yeah yeah, yeah. um but um What I'm going to advise to you guys is do get what I have. So I have the 10.5 inch from 2017 and believe it or not, they have the exact same specs as this new 7th gen. And this is the iPad Pro that I currently have. Same specs, but this one has a ProMotion display, which is, so what the ProMotion display does, if you don't already know, is that it refreshes, refreshes the display uh, from um, uh, 60 hertz to 120. Dynamically. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, so dynamically. So if you're watching Netflix, it's gonna change to like 24 hertz or something, uh, if you're watching a movie or whatnot. So uh, depending on what you're doing, uh, like going for the UI and everything, it's like the user interface, it's like super, it's super smooth. smooth. Like, or just like yeah. reading something, it's so nice. Right. Uh, it's such a nice experience. Um, and I wish they adopt that into the, the latest iPhones. Because uh, I think the only phone out there at the moment uh, mm -hmm. that can achieve uh, such a high uh, uh, rate is uh, I think it's the Razer phones and they are, are like, hertz or something. No, I think it's 90. Oh, really? Yeah, I think oh, it's okay. 90. I might be wrong on that, but um, they, uh, you know, these are gaming sort of like. Yeah, phones, the, you know? it's all for the, the people who want high end stuff for like low latency gaming. Yeah, um, but on top of that, you also have the. Uh, so on the 10.5 inch from 2017, guys, same specs as the current 7th gen. You also get uh, a slightly larger display, which is 0.3 inches. Not that much difference, but also, um, I think you get a better camera. I'm not too sure about that. I didn't really look into it. But the big thing for me is the speakers. So on the one that I have, it's 
the speakers are phenomenal. I think they're the best speakers on any iPad, even the new ones, even the new 2018 iPads, because uh, I've tried them out in the Apple Store. Uh, I've seen loads of reviews on it. Everyone's been saying the 2017 10.5 inch iPad is the loudest and the, has way better bass than the 2018 model. Um, and I, that just could just be because the 28 model model is just thinner than the 2017. Um, so that's quite interesting and it's something you should know about. Uh, so definitely look at the 2017 model. Um, it does a super great job. Um, and is a very powerful iPad, very, very powerful. I do like pretty much, I'd say 90% of my work on there, 10% on my MacBook sort of workstation. And that's the Pro variant. Yeah. So that's the 2017 10 iPad. 13 Pro. inch. What's that? There's a 10 and a half inch model and there's a 12.9 inch model. 10 and a half inch model. Yeah. You would think if it was a bigger iPad, you'll have better speakers as well, but mm. it's, it's the same. Just regarding the uh, camera on the new uh, iPad, mm. um, GSM Marina is just referring to it as the Apple iPad 10.2 because it's the only 10.2 inch one. Yeah. And uh, the rear camera is 8 megapixels, um, video at 1080p at 30 frames per second, or 720p with slow mo up to 120 frames per second. Mm. And the front facing camera is 1.2 megapixels, standard. 720p at 30 frames per second. Okay. Well, I mean, like, who, who really cares too much about cameras on iPads? I mean, no one's going I mean, you say that, them. but I still see people in their 40s holding up big-ass iPads to film <laughs> film their kids on stage at yo, events and yo, stuff. Yo, yo, I saw, I saw a, a meme the other day, and it was just, like, some, like, girl holding up an Nintendo DSi at gig. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest shit. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, I, I still I advise you to get the uh, 2017 model, even over the iPad Air. Uh, I mean, the iPad Air is a slight, is slightly faster, but at the same time, it's... Um, well, it's not that slight. It's not too fast, um, but it's... Um, uh, I think for value-wise, I think you get a 10.5 inch from 2017, which is the one I've got again for like 250, maybe less, 200 if you're lucky, maybe 150 if you can really try hard and find something uh, that someone doesn't know the worth of. Um, you know, you can always look on Facebook Marketplace or eBay for stuff like that. Um, so yeah, definitely grab the 10.5 inch. It's it's really good. Um, but I think I, I guess the only thing you don't get compared to you know comparing the 10.2 inch to the 10.5 inch uh, is uh, the 10.2 inch has is getting a 100% recycled aluminum um, for the body. What aluminum? Sorry. 100% uh, recycled with aluminum. recycled recycled. That's what they they, right. they mentioned that quite. Yeah, a they bit. keep stressing the whole we're green thing, but I mean that's good. It is it yeah. is good, for, and they're, they're definitely producing doing some so much great like, things. But yeah. I mean, in certain aspects of their operations, it's not so. It's not as good as it could be in that regard. Mm. But I digress. Um, yeah, they did the. Same for the Apple Watch as well. So I mean, like, it's a huge deal for a lot of people, um, and it's great for them to. It's great to to see them, sort of do that, you know. Uh, so mm. yeah. However, um, if you do want the new iPad 7 Gen for whatever reason, uh, I think it's a. I do. I do think it's a. 
not such a great buy compared to what I've just mentioned, but it'll be at £349 and £299 for students. Cool. Uh, we can move on. Uh, watch. Da, 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 da. What time is it? Three o'clock, shit. Do, 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 do. One moment. Two. We could probably finish this in like 20 minutes. Uh, and just for comparison, I just looked up the cheapest uh, buy it now price on eBay for the 2017 model you were talking about. Mm. And I can see factory unlocked, so any network for the um, uh, 4G uh, service, if you want to go with that, oh. uh, at £340. Yeah, so it's pretty much the same price. Um, yeah. And plus that's a cellular version, so yeah, yeah, that, that's really good. So moving on to the Apple Watch Series 5 that is, uh, they have a new display called LTPO which allows them to slow down the hertz of the display from 60 yeah, to Yeah, and it's kind of funny you mentioned that because you had the um, dynamic refresh rate on the iPad as well. Yeah. So that's just a, a similar thing. This LTPO thing, yeah. some uh, sort of new display technology I've, I've never heard about before. And quick Google shows a bunch of articles from 17 hours ago, mm. sort of basically just after the keynote It must be an out. Apple design thing. I, yeah, it must be something I've... Not come across it before, but um, LTPO, it's low temperature polycrystalline oxide. Um, it's it's a it's a kind of OLED screen. So it is OLED, which is pretty cool that they can get an OLED screen at this small of a mm. form factor. And um, I mean, it's been rumors like, like, that it's going to be like this micro LED thing. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. I mean. It's, the the it, it is like a retina displays that they have on these yeah isn't it? yeah so the fact that they can pack in so many of these OLEDs into such a small form factor mm. and it's an OLED display it's not LCD innovation <laughs> no, actually it's funny because all of of all the irony on like social media and stuff and they're saying oh Apple doesn't really innovate and it's like I would thoroughly agree with them yeah but this is actually pretty cool I mean they're definitely what leading the watch industry in in, in regard of the Apple Watch the sort of new technology in the smartwatch yeah. market yeah I guess you could say that I think the closest um, competitor is like Samsung oh, okay so actually it was introduced with the Series Four this LTPO technology oh, okay. Um, but regardless, with the new Series 5, what they're doing is sort of adapting the technology mm. and they've got it. Um, it reminds me of the, the e-paper displays in the Kindle and such. Mm. You mentioned the dynamic refresh rate. So normally it operates at 60 hertz when you're using it and when it needs to operate at that kind of level, you yeah. any sort of activity or anything like that. But um, if you think to like an actual mechanical watch, it doesn't have a refresh rate, does it? No. it it's yeah. it mechanically ticking, so it seems like an awful... Yeah waste of power to have the screen refreshing more than once a second when it only needs to refresh yeah at most once a second when it's not in use just it's just so the time on screen is accurate to the second yeah so essentially they've implemented that now um whilst the watch isn't in use mm. where on the series 4 and earlier the screen would be completely off and you'd have to you know look at the screen to activate it to look at the time yeah um now it just goes into a low power state one hertz refresh rate yeah. uh dims the screen mm. and that's all in an effort to conserve power while still allowing you to glance at the watch it's, to get a look at the time it's definitely their biggest selling point because for some like I was an Apple Watch user um, uh, I I love the Apple Watch but I, I yeah you recently like I sold yours didn't you I didn't sell it I haven't sold it yet it's still upstairs oh, okay um, you're thinking of 
Um, well, I'm sending it to Rory. Uh, Rory's a photographer for us, and he also writes articles. But he's uh, he's interested in getting one, and so I'm going to sell one. Uh, going to sell mine to him. Uh, mine's a seller option. It was quite, it was it was used series a series three. Series three. Uh, it, it's useful. It's very useful. Um, and they, they did a whole ad of how useful it really the is. The new series five. You know? Uh, well, any Apple Watch for that matter, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, well, leading from the it's quite series, a fun ad. I guess. Well, yeah, it was a really, the, uh, it was a really good ad. Sure, no, so it was actually pretty, pretty. Uh, they were just detailed funny. every feature. We'll link um, to um, your review of the series three Saturday as well. Yeah. People want to see that. Like, it, it, yeah, it was, if you watch that review, like uh, I was, I've been very pleased with the Apple Watch, but I felt like uh, uh, I felt a bit disconnected from the world just because I was still getting a bunch of notifications, and I just felt like. This was just, yeah, this is an accessory, but at the same time, it was just not necessary. And I've had a bit of a life change, a uh, lifestyle change. Um, I'm a minimalist and essentialist, so I don't really need an Apple Watch. I've got everything I need. I've got my phone. So um, but anyways, like, uh, yeah, it is a definitely a unique selling point because when I did have the Apple Watch, I when I really wanted to check the time, but I couldn't because mm. uh, I had something in my hand. Right. Or I'm doing like, an exercise. I uh, couldn't just like race awake. Yeah, they made a the big point of that. If you're doing fitness but you want to glance at the time and you're like doing push ups or something, it's yeah. a bit awkward to kind of. It's just like these little instances to, in life that you just don't think <laughs> about at the time. before you purchase something. But then yeah. when it comes, when it you have the products, like you're like, oh my god, this is this is great. I'm so happy I've got this feature. Uh, so it's nice that they're thought about it and it's, you, you yeah, know, it's, nice it's been on board. It's, uh, they're taking it on board, yeah. Um, I, I mean, that, I think that's the only thing for, about the Apple Watch that I was, like, really uh, that excited about. I mean, they, they released some, some other stuff. I just wish they did sort of bring this to the iPhone as well, like, mm-hmm. have an always on display, because always on displays have been around for, what, three or four years? Sure. Um, but Basically, like since, since OLEDs have become prevalent, because that's when it became practical. Hmm. Um, obviously... Um, I think for the next one, I think they're going to wait and implement it into the next iPhone. Um, I think... Yeah, so the iPhone 11 is still LCD, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, the iPhone 11 is like a... They call it the liquid lip retina display, but they've got the OLED... It's just, the, it's just high resolution LCD yeah. is all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. But then you've got the OLED in the... Uh, the Samsung OLED in the... Uh, the, the 10S... 10s Max and the 10s, and you oh, got the, the Tennis OLED display and the 10, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you've got the newer models. Right. You've got the there's so many iPhone models. You've got the uh, <laughs> yeah, as I say, the 11, 11 is probably like what the 16th well. generation or whatever. It's impossible to keep track anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously they're just. I think like they're just saving features for the new big phone next year because mm. that's what everyone's raving about. Like this year's implementation hasn't been that exciting. Yeah. Well, they're gonna make it even more next year. Um, I feel I, I I wish they do a huge dis- like design change next year. You know, well, get well, rid of the notch. You know. Oh, on the iPhone. Yeah. Um, how on earth they're gonna do that unless they suddenly develop the ability to put uh, what? Well, they, I think they're gonna do like so, full punch camera, which I don't think is something they want to do. Yeah. So, so unless they ha- unless they suddenly innovate the ability to. Um, uh, have the camera sensor be mm. under the screen. Mm. Um, I know a couple of companies have sort of tried to work on some things so, to uh, some level of success. Um, so where you can have a sort of uh, edge-to-edge display 
yeah no notch no hole punch as mm. they call it or whatever but then when you go and use the camera the camera sensor is somewhere under the screen yeah and that part of the screen it sort of blacks out in order yeah. for the camera sensor to be able to accurately yeah get a picture well at the moment the uh, for the apple watch is that is there i think it's their own display technology and so i think they're just trying to get the manufacturing process for the next iphone to have that sort of this, i mean the screens display. are manufactured by samsung aren't they uh, for the Apple Watch, no, I don't think so. Oh, no, not for the Apple for, Watch. For, I mean, the I- for, the for the iPhones, yes. Uh, only for the OLED models. So you got, you know, as I said before, the. Oh, so who manufactures their LCD displays? That's, that's them. Oh, they're ma- all manufactured in house. Yeah. Oh, um, but then, um, well, technically it's Foxconn, but you know they've okay. been okay. with Foxconn for well, sure. decades. But um, the what has been rumored is that they're gonna go with the LG route. Um, mm. because LG is cheaper um, and of course if you look at the iPhone 11 and the 10R, like the reason why they're cheaper than the iPhone the, the, the higher models is because they're not having to pay Apple not having to pay like £150 or sorry $150 more to get the display technology I mean you could certainly attribute it to that yeah um, I mean, I yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think, because I mean, to the end bias, consumer, yeah. ultimately, if you're going to go mm. for it, it brings in more customers and it doesn't have that better display technology. Yeah. So obviously it's, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a selling point for your consumers. If your consumer doesn't necessarily want or care about the features offered by an OLED, like always on mm. and arguably better battery life in like dark mode and et cetera, et cetera, um, then yeah, sure. I mean, personally, I, I, I don't see the difference. Um, in Between like, LCDs and OLEDs? Yeah. I mean, it's... I think maybe it's a bit vibrant, but... I mean, this time, may just, just be... Like, I mean, it's obviously wholly anecdotal, Apple but since quite good. I got my Samsung Galaxy A8, which is OLED, and before that I had a Sony Xperia E5, which yeah. is a budget end, so maybe this is half the reason, because I kind of really stepped up. Mm. Um, funny thing about the A8 as well, I kind of got it on a steal... I got it back in yeah. December of 2018. We spoke about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, now it's like at like 185 pounds, <laughs> and yeah. then I was some guys on Twitter were talking about budget phones. Yeah. About how reviewers yeah. are reviewing quote unquote budget phones, but they're like in the 300 pound, 300 dollar price range. It's yeah. like that's not budget to me. Yeah. And I'm just like, there are some cheap ones out there. I got a Galaxy A8 for 190 back in December, and he's like, it's equivalent of 300 US dollars in my country. It's not cheap, and I'm like, you sure? Had a look on Amazon. Yeah. It had risen in price yeah. to two hundred and sixty pounds. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know why that is. God, it's weird. Um, people must have just picked up that it was a good deal, and the prices just went up and up and up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that that the reason I mention it is um, that phone it is OLED, and the battery life is. So I, I mean I don't know if you can attribute it to the fact that it's an OLED screen. It's probably other factors as well, but just pure battery capacity. Yeah. yeah other stuff as well um, but if if you if having an OLED screen means longer battery life then I'm all for it sort of yeah. thing and if it offers other benefits that people care about yeah, it's then, less cool. like it, uh, like my brother he has the uh, Pixel 3 and he, he just recently switched from an iPhone and uh, it was just showing him like 
the music that was playing in real time in, while, we're, while we were in the restaurant and this is all, all on the always on display and mm. then you've got the time they've got notifications mm. that you uh, from the apps <laughs> that you're getting them from I mean, so personally, it's quite nice personally I actually don't use the always on display functionality of my phone yeah. despite it being an OLED because I see it as a bit of a distraction yeah um, and it might uh, decrease my battery life to the extent where I don't find it's practical to have it on anyway yeah. um, but despite that you get richer blacks and all those other sorts of things so yeah I mean I think I think you just need at the end of the day you need the eye for it because mm. um, my I parents just... still can't tell the definition between standard definition and high definition on their living room TV Man, I can't even say the difference to the no end but they'll, they'll watch like the BBC News at 10 o'clock yeah on uh, 101 on Sky which is BBC One standard definition mm. and I'm like how have you not realised that <laughs> this is grainy as hell and I need to change it to 115 to watch in HD because <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh wow just unbearable to me I mean I still have a 720p TV and mm. I, I just can't tell the difference when I go to PC world I'm just sort of look at the TVs I'm just sort of like I'm looking at 4k TVs and yeah sure they're vibrant I think that's the only thing I can work out is that they're vibrant right it's all um, vivid colours and that yeah, sort of thing that's the resolution really doesn't really play into it uh, not really like sometimes I may some text might come up on my 720p TV and I'm just sort of like I can't read that <laughs> no it's a, yeah it's a little bit not, pixelated not crisp it's, enough it's not, it's not something that I'm just like oh god I need to get a new TV yeah I'm, yeah. I'm like I have a friend that... Uh... I mean, 720p is more than crisp enough, but when you're yeah. watching when you're watching a programme yeah. in, like, 480 progressive... Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> uh, as I said, I was trying to point this out to my mum. She was watching some kind of good game show or something, and I'm like, does the text on the questions on the screen yeah. not look really not sharp to you? And I'm, like, flicking back and forth between standard def and high def. Yeah. She's like, I cannot tell the difference. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have a friend that uh, recently had to retire his old TV because it was just not working anymore after 20 years. <laughs> he, oh, had so- he had a brick Sony TV. We, we had a CRT Toshiba that we had since early 90s. Yeah. And that went kaput in 2011. Wow. And my old Pentium 3 computer, which I still have, mm. which we got in 2001, mm. the CRT display on that went out in 2013? Mm. which is a shame as well because that actually came with speakers paired with the monitor and you, they're powered by a port in the monitor so because yeah. the monitor is broken you can't use those speakers yeah, anymore unless yeah. I can find, find like a yeah. power supply for it yeah. but it's a proprietary connector so unless mm. I can like hotwire it then it's mm. those speakers are really good yeah so moving on uh, with the Apple Watch before we head over to the iPhone uh, for our last talk about uh, what was unveiled from the event uh, the Apple Watch Series 5 now has a built-in compass and it has its own dedicated app as well uh, but what I found from the Apple Watch as an owner in the past is that getting up directions was just simply great for the fact of I could see where I was going at the same time mm. um, and I'll get dinged um, to look at my watch uh, for when to turn uh, when I was walking out and about. Um, And now that I'm not an Apple Watch owner, like now to solve this issue, like I'll just, uh, I'll get notified from my headphones on when to turn. Um, I actually, um, when I was coming here today, I obviously, I don't take this route often 
Yeah. So I don't know what stop to get off on the bus. Yeah, yeah. So my solution for that is hold my phone in my hand. Yeah. Because I was listening to podcasts over the headphones. Yeah. I don't like the um, transit announcements in mm. Google Maps coming over on my headphones when I'm listening to a podcast or whatever. Yeah. So I still have the sort of vibrate cue. But yeah, it's like I pull out my look. phone and have a yeah. look and see uh, what direction I need to walk after I go off the bus sort of thing. Mm. Obviously, if you have a smartwatch, then it's just a simple glance and you can see yeah. that. Was it, an e- was it an easy navigation to go? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, you've been here before, but it's just like... Yeah, I have. It's just like remembering what stop to get yeah, off. Exactly. And sort of I have it worse. Not, rather, than using, <laughs> rather than using visual cues out of the window to know, oh, I need to get off in like roughly two minutes or whatever. Yeah. It's just around the corner. Yeah. I'm looking at my location along the bus route on Google Maps. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's the next stop. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, just need, I tend to leave my phone in my pocket when I'm walking and I just have it like go through yeah. my headphones uh, but now with the compass like uh, what I found with the watch when I was looking at no, uh, directions is like oh, I sort of wish it had that sort of compass where I can see where I'm exactly going sort where of it thing. sort of pivots the map so yeah. that rather than north being at the top the direction you're facing is at the top yeah yeah exactly yeah. Um, so now we have that so that's quite nice uh, if you're an Apple Watch 5 user anyway uh, the Apple Watch Series 5 is out on September 20th and it comes in a new titanium material uh, which is quite nice so that's going to cost a bomb uh, and there's a ceramic white which is going to probably cost a little bit more um, uh, that is coming out back on the shelves as well they haven't released anything like that for quite some time uh, but anyways yeah, it's all starting at £399 uh, and then £499 for the cellular version and uh, if you are into the Hermes straps uh, watch that you're going to look at another grand on top of that yeah. so uh, I mean it's not as bad as when they first released the Apple Watch because I remember the Series 5 they released uh, like Johnny Ive really wanted to try to pivot the marketing towards like making this as a fashion accessory more than yeah, something that yeah. was uh, uh, I remember that being a big thing when they introduced the watch yeah and then they had the, the I think it was a what is it the I think it was a 14 carat gold or 20 carat gold yeah they had some premium uh, options yeah Apple like Watch really and I was like, God, I was like 10 grand stuff. man 10 grand yeah, for that yeah. watch um, they've kind of abandoned that now haven't they oh yeah because like there's, there's some there's company, no market for it no no uh, well um, really? some people bought it but at yeah. the same time like there was uh, other companies out there that were like if you bought uh, you know the oh, were they sort of making their own aluminium ones? yeah they're just uh, and they'll do it like 10 times cheaper Sure. Uh, so right. do it for a grand. Uh, like, what would you rather do? Like, send in like a cheap Apple Watch, get it for yeah. a grand, and make it gold, yeah. or go to the Apple. I store mean, some of the accessories like, people buy, it. it's like if you can't tell the difference visually. Yeah. But you're buying it as sort of a, a fashion statement. Yeah. Like a, a display of wealth. Yeah. Just get a one grand one and put a ten grand price tag on it. And <laughs> yeah. So people will be impressed. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, my uh, I was at my sister's uh, birthday party, like this was about a month ago and uh, one of our friends had like a Rolex on and I was like oh that's a really fucking nice little Rolex he went yeah it's really nice isn't it and um, like everyone was like going around it going like oh this is like it was like plated gold and everything and uh, everyone was like oh it must cost you a bomb he was like yeah no it was only 40 quid (laughs) 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 so uh, you know um, brand representation is everything yeah it's going to be deceiving was it a genuine Rolex though 
No. <laughs> oh, okay. They, it was was it even a Rolex? Did it even say Rolex on it? It did, yeah. God, it, it like Yeah, it was just a knockoff. Like, like people wearing like knockoff uh, LV Louis Vuitton belts. He didn't have to stuff. say a thing. He didn't yeah. have to say a thing. And everyone just been like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> How did you afford that? Oh, God. Um, uh, but yeah, let's go over to the iPhone. Well, one last thing about the Apple Watch oh, and okay. the compass. Yeah. I'll, I'll squeeze it in. <laughs> Um, regarding the compass on the Apple Watch, mm. um, do, you, do you have to like calibrate often? Because I don't want to be swinging my arm around. Oh like no, this no, it just does it for you. Because uh, you get like drift, don't you? Yeah. Compass drift. Yeah. And then it's like it's pointing slightly off or it's completely off, mm. and you got to like swing your phone around to calibrate it. Probably a yeah. bit awkward doing that in public. Oh, I've never done that before. I didn't know I have to do that. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you are seeing drift happen on your compass, mm. it's like not pointing the right way. Mm. The sort of uh, standard way of combating that is sort of recalibrate the uh sort of move your phone around to get the compass components mm. inside the phone. So you're gonna say moving. dig into the settings and no, then calibrate no, no. it that way or something. No, it's literally it's literally <laughs> like a it's a physical thing. So right? I don't know how to do that. Because it's like if you have a gyroscope yeah. on I mean I'll use the International Space Station as an example. Yeah. If it's over the UK and the gyro is aligned with the Earth mm. and then the, the space station moves and now it's over India mm. then the gyro is still aligned with where the UK is on the earth so yeah. the gyro has rotated so that you know oh I'm all the way around the globe now yeah yeah um, so a similar thing happens with the compass over time it just starts to drift mm. depending on where you've moved and how you've moved and um, so to recalibrate that, what you do is just kind of swing your phone around each of the three axes okay. and it, yeah. it's like oh okay I, I know which way is north now yeah that's it that's the thing I don't like about uh, City Mapper because City Mapper is like uh, it. It's you going in one direction, but really, like on the phone, it only shows you the opposite direction you're going in. It's super weird. I don't know if you maybe have that, that is on. that issue. I don't no no because I've had it for years. Like I've been through so many. I don't iPhones. use City Mapper. I use Google Maps for everything. I was gonna say because I don't know if it's different on uh, Android, but on iOS. Well, I mean, I, 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 yeah. So City Mapper is available on Android. I don't use it. I use Google Maps, and in Google Maps, um, uh, you can have it in the sort of top-down bird's eye, not bird's eye, top-down map view. Yeah. And then the compass will show you, the map will show you blue dot where you are, an arrow showing what direction it thinks you're facing in. Yeah. And then you can tap uh, it again, and it will go into the sort of um, point of view. Mm. Uh, representation of the map where it's kind of zoomed in sort of like when you do turn by turn directions in your car yeah. on a sat nav mm. that kind of view okay and obviously that depends on whether it, whether it's got the right direction by the compass if it's completely off then it'll show what's behind you if it thinks you're walking in the opposite direction yeah because yeah. the compass is wrong but yeah way. so moving on to the final bit of the podcast um, is the iPhone uh, so personally I was a little underwhelmed again this year um, I mean I'm not looking to buy an iPhone but it's just like I like to know what's going on hmm. um, in terms of features stay informed you know. yeah because it might be the, it might be the case of like they come up with something they come out with something uh, that I didn't really need but now I do need sort of thing that's, yeah. that, that's what they uh, that's what their sort of philosophy of Apple is it's like they they deliver products where you don't know if you really need it until you, you tried it sort of thing. Mm. Um, that's what I felt with the watch and that's their unique selling point. You know, if when you buy the watch, people now can't live without it sort of thing. But I'd be, I mean, I'm, I'm a different kind of person for that now. But um, I mean, it's funny you say you are unimpressed because usually I'm unimpressed. I know. But I thought, I'm, I'm, I, th- well, I thought yeah. the cameras on this were yeah. actually 
super impressive. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that was the most impressive bit, but I think overall it was just sort of like it was yeah. a little underwhelming. And we, we, we could we could knock that. the weird, arguably ugly um, appearance of the yeah. two camera, three camera setup on yeah. these iPhone 11s. Yeah. Um, but who cares if you if you get good shots out of it then? Yeah. I mean, no one's going to look at a DSLR and go, that's a really beautiful camera. Because some of them are quite ugly. Some of them are disgusting. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're monoliths. Yeah, like, but you, you use it as a tool. Exactly. You know, that's what the pros, like, target towards. I mean, and there's kind of that sort of form over function thing. You're talking about Rolexes earlier, and it's like, you wear them because they look pretty, not necessarily because they offer the most features. Yeah. But when it comes to the iPhone, it's kind of a weird mix of both. Mm. So, uh, you know, people expect them to look nice. Yeah, exactly. It's a premium yeah, device, so you just consumer think, like, think it looks yeah. nice, then yeah, they might they might not buy it just exactly. on that basis. Yeah, or you can just slap a case on it and just call it a day. Yeah, but those cameras <laughs> are still there, aren't they? Um, <laughs> if, yeah, in I this guess. case, in this case, but a lot of people have said it's cameras, it looks so. like a stovetop. <laughs> like kind of someone does, said, yeah, yeah. someone said, like for the next iPhone, they slap on another camera, and it's just going to be a stovetop. Oh. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, there's just so much on the Android market. Yeah, again, that just sh- like shares most features um, at a cheaper price. So that's mm. that's never that's always been the yeah. case. Some um, of these some of these UI decisions in the camera app as well are pretty cool. Yeah, they With are. The, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we'll talk about the ultra wide and the yeah. transition stuff mm. and the image stabilization as well. Yeah, I don't we'll think that image stabilization is yeah. um, uh, seen on any other smartphone. Mm. So. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, so for the Pixel 3a that was released this year, I mean, yeah, sure, this new iPhone, uh, the iPhone 11 and so on and so forth, like, uh, yeah, sure, it may be faster, but it still has a banging camera and it has night mode as well. So if you're looking at getting a Pixel 3a... The night mode on this, quid, from the shots they showed... It's quite nice. Really good. The thing is, though, what they've said... Like, really low light conditions and getting good shots. Yeah. Well, well I mean, if you look at the, the Pixel line, like, it, if you're taking a photo in night mode, it takes uh, time to process. Yes. With, uh, because it's using it's software. software adaption. With Apple's, it's, like, instant. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm kind of want to see probably, what it's going to be it's like. It's probably because they're using the, um, the quad LED flash. Hmm. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, and they did talk about you, you mentioned um, sort of machine learning based software in the Pixel 3 uh, c- uh, camera to mm. um, sort of stitch Why together the... yeah or sort of um, dynamically edit a photo so it appears yeah. by a, a natural light or whatever yeah um, and sort of I don't know I actually don't know if the Pixel 3 has this where it like does multiple shots and then like combines them to get the best one yeah, but this is doing something like that. Now. Yeah, well, we'll talk. About, well, actually, uh, I'll put down my notes. I did. I did mention that. Um, so this is how it works. because uh, they did briefly explain it. Uh, what they're doing with the iPhone 11 uh, Pro, anyway, um, is that using this thing called Deep Fusion, and what they so let, do. Let's actually go over because you say Pro. What models do we have for this iPhone 11? There's three of them, right? Yeah. So you got the iPhone 11, and you got the iPhone 11 Pro. And then you got the iPhone 11 Pro Max. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have abandoned the whole. Um, well, no, because they had the 10 and then the 10s and then the 10R and the 10s Max and yeah. blah blah blah. Did they have like a 10s Pro Max as well in there? <laughs> yeah, uh, 10s. What was it? So you got the iPhone 10. Yeah. 
And then there was a 10 Pro and a 10 Max. Yeah. And then you got the 10 10S Max. Sorry. What, so the, the 10 and the 10? <laughs> <laughs> so with the, in the Wait. 10 series, yeah. it was just the 10 and the 10 Max. No, they just only had, they only had the 10. There's just one model? They had the 8 and then they had the 10. And there was no 10 variants? That, no. And then the year after, the 10S came out. Yeah. And with the 10S, there was a 10S Max. Yes. Correct. And was there also a 10S Pro? No. No, but there was a 10R. This is the first <laughs> they did. They put Pro in the name of an iPhone. Oh, okay. It's the first year. Um, and why is that? Because everyone's doing Pro now. Like, so what's at, the difference? What's the difference? Between the 11 and the 11 Pro. Well, we'll get into that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start on the podcast, for God's sake. No, we'll, do it, we'll, do it, we'll talk about it on the next episode. <laughs> um, I don't know where to go from now. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the photo, the, the, the depth fusion that I was, I was going to get into, because you were talking about the, uh, the pixel lineup. Um, yeah well we were we both were I I mentioned it so um, well we'll go from there's three models yeah so on three models Harry well the three models yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's the iPhone 11 iPhone 11 Pro iPhone 11 Pro Max (laughs) and um, uh, so with the iPhone 11 Pro shall we just go straight into that yeah with the iPhone 11 Pro uh, we have Hold on, fucking... I'll have to start that again. Hold on a second. Actually, I was talking about the Pixel briefly. I I still want to talk about that a little bit. Um, In relation to the camera? Yeah. Bring up what it becomes (coughs) relevant. Yeah. Um... I mean, yeah. Look, looking at like uh, the bunch of like Android phones that are on the market, it's just like I'm I'm at the brink of like, okay, when are they going to release like a truly budget iPhone? Because if you look back at 2016, they released the iPhone SE, which is like that was priced at 400 pounds, and I have the iPhone SE. I recently bought it, brand new, for 150 quid, uh, 64 gigabyte, works great for me. Um, cool. Does everything I need it to do. I went. I thought bought it new. Um, I just love opening up boxes. Really. Uh, I just like the new, fresh, you know. And then literally after last, after a week of using, it, I dropped it on the floor and it just made a few dents. So really, <laughs> she just got it like used. Uh, I just don't like using cases. Uh, it just takes yeah. away from the takes, <laughs> takes, takes, takes takes it away takes away the uh, design. Yeah. Um, which I don't is, mean uh, really light. The only reason I got a case for my phone is because glass back, too slippery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, when you drop those, those fracture. I'm like, surprised that mm, your that them. your Samsung A8 doesn't come with wireless charging if it's got a glass back. Wireless charging? Yeah. That is true. Because um, <coughs> I thought that would be the case. Yeah. I'm having a coffee a, fit right now. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Maybe it shouldn't be £260. Yeah, exactly. God. Fuck them. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so like, because uh, there's, there's so many like budget uh, smartphones out there, you just thought you think like they'll just do something like that. Um, yeah, so when is Apple going to release a budget iPhone again? And the answer may look to look to early next year for the iPhone SE two. That's what a lot of people really want. 
which is essentially compacting the iPhone XR into a smaller form factor. Um, that's what I'm really excited for. Uh, I think that's something that I would consider purchasing because um, right. I still I still want a really great camera, and that's something that yes, he does have, but at the same time, uh, isn't on par with. Uh, newer iPhones anyway because uh, mm-hmm. I, I like this year I am blown away in the aspect of the camera um, and what it can do and uh, me as a videographer um, and being on social media all the time sharing videos and whatnot, uh, that would be quite nice but it's yeah. not essential yeah. um, the only reason I wouldn't get the 10R is that it's just too big um, what's the screen size on that? 6.1 inches Mm. my mum's got it and it's like it's quite heavy as well that's another thing like it's just quite heavy right it's, it's just not it's, 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 it's at the moment like it's very consuming uh, confusing for the consumer still because you have the iPhone 11 which takes the dimensions of the iPhone 10R from last year yeah which is the 6.1 inches and then you have the Pro which is 5.8 inches right and surely like Surely for the main target audience, you know, those who want to get into their first iPhone for the first, uh, you know, to get into an iPhone for the first time, are going to get the iPhone 11 and not the Pro and just end up with a big ass phone. <laughs> and it's really heavy and clunky. Like my mum, as I said, my mum's got one and I, I don't think it's nice. She loves it. Yeah. But it's, it's I just think you. it's just a, not a nice overall experience. Because you basically, essentially, as a budget iPhone, you're going from a 4.7-inch display from, literally just two years ago, from the iPhone 8, to a 6.1-inch. That's fucking huge. <laughs> like, I know we're getting into big phones and stuff now, but for the majority of people out there, yeah. like, I think it's just getting too big to the point where, like, now I'm at four inches on my phone. Yeah. And I, and I, I will say, um, with these sort of uh, edge-to-edge displays now that yeah. I'm seeing, like top to bottom, mm. wider than widescreen, mm. I don't think screen sizes are a good metric for hand-holding size. I mm. literally, I look at the, the physical width now, usually, yeah. and it's around the sort of 74, 75 millimeter mark that I'm comfortable with. Mm. Um, and the 10R is 75.7 millimeters wide. So that's actually not much bigger than my existing phone, so I think I'd be fine with that. I mean, like, uh, I think for me, the perfect, because sometimes I do feel like the SE is too small. Right. But then when I go with the uh, the 4.7 inch models, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, oh, it's a little bit too big. Right. So, I don't know, like somewhere between 4.7, I don't know, in terms of width, I guess... Uh, I wouldn't mind. Something. Oh no, I'm sorry. My phone is 70 millimeters wide. God no. <laughs> yeah, 71 is 71 is like a good a good width. 71 is a good width. You're adding half a centimeter. No, thank you. 71. 71 millimeters maximum. I think. Uh, I guess for me. All right for me. The 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 best like, for me would be 60 or something. I mean, I'm just showing Harry sort of what width we're looking at. It's like that versus that <laughs> oh, is wow. 75. Um, and my phone is 150 millimeters tall. Compare that to the 10R is 151. Yeah. So the height, no difference really, but the width, you're adding half a centimeter there, quarter mm. of an inch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. The the iPhone 10R and even the iPhone 11 uh, batteries are great. You know that that they 
said that this is their greatest battery in any smartphone that they've made. To be um, to be fair though, it, coming from Apple, that's not yeah. going to be great battery life, is well, it? Well, no. I, I, uh, <laughs> so uh, a few of my mates, and especially my mum, have said that the 10R is it lasts them a couple of days. Okay. It says it's, it's, How it's much pretty is your good. Mum actually use her phone then? all the time. Fair. Constantly, way more than me, um, and so does my other mates. Can't argue uh, with that. So it's it's pretty good. They even made a whole ad about it, like saying like uh, um, uh, it'll go to sleep uh, after you do sort of thing. Um, so you know it's 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 it's, it's really nice, mm. um, and that just makes it up for because it's got a big ass battery inside, yeah. and plus it's an LCD display, and so because it's not OLED, it's not going to take up much power, basically. I'm not sure that's strictly true, but it might be. Because it, like, it, it, it might make it's a lower resolution display. It might make an impact. So, oh, no, it's you, low resolution you think, as well. So, yeah. You think, like, you know... Um, well, low-resolution OLED, under a certain point, if the resolution goes below a certain point, OLED will be less energy-hungry uh, than yeah. LCD. Okay. But yeah. it's it's something you'd really just put down to experiment. The only way to tell is to make an OLED version of that iPhone. Yeah, and see. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. exactly. Um, yeah, so as I said, like great. Yeah, sure, it's got great battery life on the iPhone 11 and stuff. Uh, I think for most people, they um, with the with the 10R and the iPhone 11 because it's just so big. It's just sort of like they're gonna have to do some wacky hand gestures uh-huh. to, to do the things that they want to do on it. Um, and for me, uh, just the SE size is perfect for me. Um, like right now, looking at the lineup of the new phones, no one's going to go with the pro name unless they have, they are very serious, if they're like a very serious photographer or videographer. Yeah. Um, that's the only case from what I can see. Um, and if they want more battery life, simple as, I mean, like, it is a thing uh, about battery life. I want to talk about it later, actually. It's just like, it's very confusing. Um, but um, more more so about that a bit later. But the the iPhone 11 comes in uh, new colours, a purple and a green. Uh, still coming, still keeping around the silver, the space grey, the gold, and so on and so forth. Um, and the green quite looks quite nice. Um, I really like the green. Like uh, a lot of people are saying on Twitter that the the green is their favourite colour of iPhone that they've ever released. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a sort of like dark green colour. Yeah. Um, it does so look pretty nice. nice. Yeah. Um, I've got to admit, yeah, it just looks really good. Uh, I understand uh, that they why they've added it to the pro line as well because uh, it's just too nice. Um, but that that camera module on the iPhone Pro though is still a bit ugly, as we've mentioned before. Um, I mean, I think in terms of I actually looks... don't think it looks too bad personally. I can see people's gripes with it, it because it, it's kind of asymmetrical and whatnot. Yeah. And um, to have two kind of massive camera sensors just on the back of your phone, it, it's a bit jarring, I suppose, to a lot of people. But personally, I don't. <clears throat> well, I think in terms of the iPhone 11, it looks nicer than the Pro. Mm. Uh, funny enough, but uh, the. The iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. From the images I'm seeing as well, they do have camera bumps, but stick one of the Apple manufactured cases on it and it becomes flush. Yeah. Um, the iPhone 11, the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro both have a wide camera, which allows you to capture more of the background, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've often had to stand back up to take a photo with my yeah. iPhone sometimes. So oh, this ultra is nice. quite impressive. I'm yeah, not sure very... what the what the um, angles are on it. 
Oh, did they didn't specify? Uh, so it's 120 degree angle. Oh, it's 120 degree. Um, so that, that's quite nice. And they've got this thing called um. Is, they said that it's like got 100 percent focus pixels on on the on the on the camera. So that's, that's pretty cool as well because I don't they know use what that it. means. So, <clears throat> so if you if you're when you're using a lens, yeah, when you're using a wide angle lens, because you're zooming out, mm-hmm. it's not taking. Uh, as much it's not really light. focusing so much on the uh, the full image, right? Uh, as if it, so, let's say if I if I was a subject, right? Yes. Um, and you were just taking a standard photo with a standard lens, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have got the wide angle lens. Yeah. You're probably with the wide angle lens, you'll probably lose me because there's so much going on, and so with the focus. When you say lose, you mean you'll go out of focus. Yeah. Right, so obviously if you have a second ultra-wide sensor, then the main sensor will be focusing on you. Yeah. And the ultra-wide sensor will focus on the sort of surrounding details. Exactly, yeah. And then it will stitch those together to get a single all-in-focus image. Gotcha. Exactly, so that's, that's pretty nice. Um, the the upgrade with the wide camera on the iPhone 11 Pro just takes it further. I mean, the photos that were showing us at the keynote were fucking nice. They were quite bonkers. <laughs> Um, and uh, you can apply that to video as well, so that's really great for in my case. Uh, so if you're into iPhone photography or videography, uh, I think this is uh, the phone for you. Uh, if you need to get a new iPhone, that is. Uh, just don't buy one for the sake of it being new. That's just that's just stupid. Um, there's always going to be something something new around the corner, as we all know. And uh, what you probably already have is good enough. Um, I'm curious about battery life. This is where I want to come into because. Mm-hmm. We know that the 10R has the best battery life in any iPhone, but well, now, until now anyway, um, with the iPhone 11, they've said that they've added another hour of battery usage. But then again, with the 11, 11 Pro Max, they've just turned around and said, yeah, we've had like, uh, so basically comparing the 10S mm-hmm. to the 11 Pro, mm-hmm. the 5.8 version. Yeah. Uh, you will see a four-hour jump um, in battery improvement with the um, eleven, sorry, with the ten S Max and the ten, sorry, <laughs> it's the ten S. There's so many iPhone models. The the ten S, um, the ten S Max compared to the eleven Pro Max, yeah, which is the six point five inch models. Uh, you'll see a five-hour jump. And obviously, we can't just take that for... Uh, right. um, it's interesting that they use relative numbers as well, on. rather than just saying, it's got a nine-hour battery life. Um, yeah. It, I don't care day. about the relative numbers, not least because I actually don't know what the battery life of yeah. uh, an iPhone ten series phone is. They just say all-day battery life. I like, mean, I mean well, really... all day is vague. Yeah. Just tell me how many hours yeah. it is in total. Don't say it's well, five I hours mean... more than this, four hours more than this. And even so, I don't. I, frankly, mm. I don't believe them. Yeah, I know. Like, ob- yeah. <laughs> How I mean, can you? Let's, do I? let's like, say, they, for example, yeah. that the iPhone XS battery life is five hours. You're mm. telling me that you've doubled that now? Honestly, I don't I believe think, you. Honestly, I will not believe anything until I see the milliamp milliamp hours. Just because. Well, I mean that that's kind of it's not a good metric in and of itself because it depends on the, the voltage draw of the phone. Uh, and, I don't know. Like, I I I feel like uh, with iPhones I've been through in the past, like. Um, I look at the milliamp hours and I just get an idea of like you get a rough idea again. but yeah if a given phone has like it a ridiculously low current day. draw as well yeah. then like you stick a 3300 milliamp hour battery in a Nokia 3310 and what you're going to get a week worth of usage because yeah. that thing drains charge yeah um, like a leaky faucet it, yeah. it just basically yeah. doesn't mm. <laughs> 
I mean, like, at the end of the day, it just depends how much you're using your phone. Uh, I think, because, like, I, I can go a day with my iPhone SE and it has, like, uh, half the battery capacity as the latest iPhones. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I, I guess if you consider that the 10 series and the 11 series iPhones mm. are, you're comparing like versus like in terms of current draw mm. and voltage, uh, depending on your... Uh, what application you're using, mm. uh, then sure, if we see that the 10 series has like a 3000 milliamp hour battery and the 11 series is 6000, then mm. sure, you can correlate yeah. that with double the battery life. Mm. But until we get our hands on these devices and use them mm. and get actual empirical numbers, who the hell can say? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, that's the whole point of reviews, you know? Yeah. Um, just seeing what they're using and uh, at the time and uh, they can make their own uh, assumptions of the battery life. Assessments, yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, my question is anyway now, it's just like, well, the iPhone 11 Pro is the, must have, the, the iPhone 11 Pro Max must have the best battery life. If they're just saying all that Again, now, it, it depends cause, what the what the sort of curve is on that because really if the if the pro max allows yeah. them to stick in a bigger battery yeah but the pro max is more power hungry you mm. need to see where the trade-off lies yeah yeah well weirdly enough they they spoke about the new a30 bionic chip in the th- in the 11 mm-hmm. um but then when to talk on to talk about it more with the pro line saying that it's using machine learning and this power saving mode yes uh to i believe how it works is that it is using it's only it's using transistors transistors on the chip that need to be used at the time depending on what you're doing with the phone right um in which case improve I, I imagine I imagine I on a for those I imagine on a technical level they've probably implemented that by having several more power rails running through the CPU mm. so that they can um, essentially turn off certain lines of transistors mm-hmm. when they're definitely not in use yeah and that ends up saving power yeah um, but I don't know if they've just done that for the pro line yeah that wasn't particularly they, clear yeah why would they just and like Announce, they started talking announce, about it yeah, more in relation to the, it and then when the pro line clear. came uh, when they announced um, the pro line they just if, back more than you know if, if it comes to light more. that there are two or three variants of the A13 chip yeah. then it'll be pretty obvious that one has certain features that the others yeah. don't yeah um, but I expect because they didn't really make the distinction mm. and it wasn't clear if there was a distinction I'm going to err on the side that there is no distinction that all three phones are using the same chip yeah um some of the other features of the the Bionic, we've got the uh, sort of machine learning focus center. Yeah. So the A13 contains a CPU and a GPU, of course, dedicated GPU. But inside the CPU, sort of working in tandem with the uh, arithmetic logic unit, mm. we have a dedicated machine learning computational unit, which their sort of selling point was it does matrix multiplication six times faster than on other devices, um, which is like pretty impressive they also said that it was in the trillions of operations per second which in practice they didn't really define what they meant by an operation if it means a single one number by one number multiplication um we already have processes in the teraflops um but if they mean one operation is one complete matrix multiplication that's pretty impressive Mm. um 
it would be cool to see whether the the technology that they're using in these chips becomes useful in uh, the sciences, data analysis especially, and whether it facilitates some of the research um, that they're using these devices to uh, facilitate. We, we didn't mention this earlier, but they're actually doing a couple more studies with the Apple Watch. Mm. Some of the technology in the Apple Watch are sort of using the AFib technology that's in there and the ECG technology that's yeah. in there to help um, research institutes. Mm. Like, um, I think they mentioned the University of Michigan. Oh, yes. Um, to yeah. do certain studies. Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool if they could um, exploit the technology that's in these iPhones to do aggregate machine learning training on certain things yeah maybe this will uh maybe all of the images that people are taking with their iphones Mm. um which are going through apple servers are being analyzed and i mean this obviously brings into concern data privacy issues but ignoring that for now maybe it will allow sort of image recognition uh techniques to um be improved six times more quickly than they would otherwise because the sort of analysis yeah. that's going on is much quicker. Okay. Um, I obviously I'm not sure of the details. Maybe um, it the bottom like lies elsewhere, but mm. it's certainly interesting tech. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, well, that's, that's that's everything I needed to speak about the, the about about the newest iPhones. I mean, uh, I think the only thing was the cameras that was that really struck out with me. Yeah, we haven't um, had any particularly new software developments in iOS outside of the yeah. new camera features on the iPhone 11 series. So yeah. I think that's about it, actually. Uh, I think the only thing they didn't... Uh, they didn't oh, and all, the, all of these have the, uh, front, the 3D camera on the front now. What's that? The 3D camera for um, the AR stuff. Oh, yes. All three models have that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, nice. Uh, they didn't mention that. Um, yeah, they didn't really mention about AR. Well, according to GSM Marina, I looked at the specs earlier, yeah. and it does say that all of them have the ETOF 3D camera on the front. Okay, interesting. I think the only thing they didn't mention, well, they don't have anyway, uh, that was rumoured, uh, is to have uh, this sort of bilateral charging at the back, so you can technically sort of theoretically charge, just say, your Apple Watch or your AirPods at the back of your phone. That's what ah, yes, done. we have seen that on Samsung's um, devices. Which is pretty shit. Like, you, With the... You, um, you know, I, 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 it was heavily rumoured. Um, Samsung had the ability to charge their Galaxy Bud earphones. Yeah, um, at the back of the... Uh, yeah, the back you, of the... Rest the case on the yeah, back of the, yeah. yeah, I was going to say iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> on the back um, of your Galaxy device, and it charges um, your headphones from yeah. the phone's battery. Yeah, like I, it would have been nice, but I think they're just saving it for the the next one because it was really heavily rumored. Well, look, mm. if they couldn't get the um, air power implemented, maybe they'll never get this implemented either. <laughs> <laughs> well, air power, air power was like really sort of a tricky. Yeah, situation. it was. It was the specific feature. It was. They were trying yeah. to get like the the all the coils on the, onto the. It was the pad. It was a specific so feature to... that they wanted of being able to place any device anywhere on the yeah, pad and have it yeah. charged that they couldn't implement. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, it's a nice feature to have. Yeah. And I guess Apple being Apple, they don't want to release something yeah, kind of that they consider half assed compared yeah. to the rest of the market. But yeah. in practice, if I was going to be using a wireless charging pad designed to charge multiple items, mm. I don't think I would really care about where I about yeah, needing to position same. them in certain yeah. places. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely be the same. I think the I think the nice thing when they announced AirPower was just like. 
it was um, when you place like your phone onto the pad, it will come up with this nice animation of it being charged. <laughs> and then when you put down the AirPods and the Apple Watch, you have that shown on the phone. It's funny well. how much little things like that add to the user experience. I remember when I got my Nintendo Switch, Mm. All of the little audio cues when you do certain things, go into certain menus, yeah. and etc. It just kind of adds to the experience. Yeah, it's nice. It's funny if none of that was there, yeah. it would it would be a bit more. Guess that's what you're paying lifeless. the extra money for. I suppose. Yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to the. Uh, this is episode six of the Technology Talks podcast. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back again very soon. Uh, Hopefully in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. It's been a, a long sort of. What's it been? It's been basically six months. Yeah, since yeah. We mentioned our last episode was actually the Apple Showtime event yeah. where they announced Apple mm. TV Plus and Apple Arcade. Yeah. As normal, guys, we'll have a bunch of articles out on the site, so please go check out us out at tapmanity.co.uk. Yep. Um, anything else? Well, we're also on show, social media: uh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Techmanity UK. Yeah. And um, if you're listening to this podcast, sort of somewhere random you can find it at techmanity.co.uk forward slash podcast we are also in most uh, podcast players so feel free to subscribe in your player of choice awesome thanks for listening guys we'll speak to you soon